0: Welcome to the Women Who Code podcast. Make sure that when you want your project to stand out, you are showcasing that you know what data quality is and you can handle quality data. In the Women Who Code career nav segment of our show, you'll hear real world advice from people who are currently working in the technology industry and personally know the steps needed to succeed. How to build your data engineering profile by Anju Marcian. Uh, A quick intro about her, after completing her master's in computer engineering from Syracuse University in New York, Anju has worked for the past 10 plus years in various units of the software industry. She has been a software engineer, infrastructure engineer, project manager, business analyst and product owner. Currently, she is pursuing her passion for data and is working as a data engineer for a social media company. Anju, I open the floor for you. Thank you so much, Mansi. When you say 10 plus, makes me <laughs> very old, but uh, here I am. Thank you all for joining my session uh, the, on how to build engineering data. A data engineering portfolio um, my aim when i created this um for submit for the stock was to actually give everybody kind of like a template that will help you through a project of your own when you are creating a data engineering project um, so the agenda for today is uh, uh, first i'll give a little bit about me um Nancy has already said a lot about me but i'll just go a little bit about me and uh, i'll be talking about what is a portfolio project what are the benefits of the portfolio pro- portfolio project, uh, data engineering. Like, So if you're new to data engineering and wondering what data engineering is, I'll just go a little bit of the definitions and who's a data engineer. Then I'll talk about the technical skills. Technical skills, not just for the project, but actually also help you as a data engineer, um, but also for the project. And then the steps. This is where the meat uh, is. Uh, we'll talk about the steps that will guide you through the project so that it will help you out um in creating your own project there's just like a guide that you know like you can follow and i'll also go over uh with my project what i did sorry about the noise um the project i did uh, alongside with the steps so you can get an idea and also mansi will be sharing a github link uh, which you can um, uh, which you can also go through with uh, the project and create your own then we'll talk about some references then we will move on to closing so, uh, about me, uh, I'm Anju Mersian. I uh, I graduated from Syracuse University with master's in computer science. I have worked for Intel. I worked five years in Intel, VMware, in Surgical. And then uh, recently, before joining uh, Meta, I was working for a, a startup, volunteer based startup called Omdina as a platform engineer. Uh, that's where my data science skills and data skills were put to use. And that's where my passion for data was ignited. Um, so, uh, and then now I'm working as a data cons- uh, data engineer and I'm just loving my job because I love being in the data realm. Okay, so moving on to what is a portfolio project? So what is a portfolio project? Um, uh, the portfolio project is basically a wealth out out capstone project uh, that will help showcase your um, skills to the potential employer or to anybody else or to even to yourself say hey i know this um, so that's what a portfolio project is all about uh, the benefits of a portfolio project is one you can showcase to showcase your skills but if you're actually new to any uh, domain right like for example data engineer that helps you learn skills so when you're when you're thinking about the project going over these steps these steps are usually generic for any project so if you're doing like a front-end project or a back-end project this will kind of also be kind of a template for that too so uh so help this helps learn new skills and then if you are uh, once you find a job or if you have a job like, the like having a portfolio project usually helps which helps uh, as developing it as a side project, uh, which like kind of I am currently doing. I'll uh, work on the project, and slowly like, you can keep up your skills. You know, so because when you are doing a day-to-day job, um, you don't get to learn new skills. Uh, you don't get to learn new skills but with um, but when you have working on project, especially for data project, what happens is most of your code and your data and everything might be private because of privacy concerns um, so usually the companies don't like to share their data so now when you work on these side projects you usually work on public data sets so uh, this will help you like uh, also showcase your skills then build a personal brand uh, what, so if anybody's looking for what you do, uh, it helps build a personal brand. And also one thing I found from, uh, personally is this helps with data design interviews. Like if you're looking at a data engineer and you build a data engineering for, for, uh, portfolio project, that actually helps you in data design interviews. So here, I'll talk uh, in, in further on, I'll talk about how to think about building a data model uh, the, uh, building a data model actually helps you with design based questions when it comes to engineering interview data engineering interview so you you'll know when they ask about um, when they give you some tables and say hey can you build this um, uh, build this out working on the project i have actually given you an idea on how to uh, build it out you know so that's thing now moving on to what a data engineer is so what is a data engineer so data engineer is somebody that takes raw data. So many companies are collecting data. Data is being collected everywhere. Everything that we do on a mobile on laptop, they're collecting data. That's where the privacy issue comes, like G- loss like GDPR is in place so that they don't collect a sensitive of information and all the companies are on track for that. Uh, desensitizing all the company. Carb- so basically, all these data is collected. Now, the the role of a data engineering, the role of the uh, data engineering position is to basically take all of the raw data and showcase it as a usable data, right? You know, build it into better tables for business consumption or for uh, data or for a data scientist or for an ML engineer. The, the person between the raw data and the data or enge- uh, ML engineer is you. Is the data engineering person you? um and and who's a data engineer so you are the data engineer who you're the one who builds systems who build pipelines uh, or converting the raw data to usable data so um that is a data engineer if if you're new to data engineering okay so let's go over the technical skills here uh the most important te- technical skills for anybody in the data uh, data sphere right now is sql and python and even for a data engineer it is the same and uh, most of the time not only for creating this project but even in interviews sql and python are the first technical questions that they ask uh, before you go into the uh, next round so first round is technical round and most of the question all of the questions actually will be based on sql and python so having these two skills is very very important um it's not difficult to learn. It's easy to learn, but it's it's an important skill. And then then we have a. I've written like AWS is the cloud-based architecture, but uh, you can also have uh, a, um, GCP, Microsoft Azure. You have open source, many open source um, uh, uh, cloud services. But I like AWS because it's easy. It's expensive, but uh, for one-time thing, it's uh, it's okay. Um, uh, but we need to be make sure we are very careful in shutting down all the services because otherwise they charge you once I was charge a lot of money I was like what is happening I never used AWS but they charged me money that is because one of my instances were open and I forgot to close it so that is one thing with AWS but it's very easy I like it it's like click 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 you can actually have code based uh, notebook I think even GCP has that code based notebook that can help you uh, create your S3 um, uh, lo- load data into s 3 s S3 is actually the storage that shifted for analysis EMR is also for your data engineering needs you know you have free tier where you can try it out uh, and also uh, so that's what aws is all about uh apache airflow so apache airflow is actually something uh called a dag we'll talk about all of this in the upcoming slides um so what does the DAG do is it helps you uh streamline the uh, your etl your data pipeline so uh, you can automate your pipelines using Apache, uh, like apache airflow uh, like Apache Airflow, there are many different DAGs that be used in companies, but Apache Airflow is free and available, so you can go and take a look at it and learn it. Um, so this would be a good skill to have. Uh, now, all these AWS Apache Airflow and PySpark are a good are um, helps you uh, like kind of helps you one up yourself, you know, uh, level you up. Um, but SQL and um, Python and data modeling, those are the critical skills that you need to have. All of this is additional skill which will give you your resume, uh, st- it will help your resume stand out. And the last one is actually PySpark. So, Python and Apache Spark language, it's PySpark um, that can also be used. And you, know, you can do all your data wrangling using Spark. Uh, first, let me do one thing, let me guide you through the steps, and then we'll go over the GitHub link of the project. So uh, what are the project steps? Now, uh, this is usually what a company does. Yeah? What a, fa- a company first does is they'll scope the project to the stakeholders. And then they'll gather the data, uh, uh, they'll explore and assess the data, then they'll define the data model, uh, then they'll run the ETL pipe, uh, then they'll run the ETL load, like, ETL is extract, transform, and load. So basically, you take the raw data and uh, or data from different formats like a CSV or uh, Parquet, um, SAS. You know all of these uh, formats. You may find data in all of these different formats. Uh, take um, take the uh, t- uh, take the um, Take that uh, so combine all of these different data sets and create like a one set where people it'll be easier access to for people that's something they do then you create uh, data pipelines and you schedule them to run this is where you'll use something like an Apache Airflow tool that will help you automatically run and um, streamline your pipeline uh, and schedule them then you build it out to a dashboard usually like a tableau or a Google studio and every company may have their own Um, smaller companies may depend on tableau bigger companies will have their own Um, and then you repeat it for another project right so this is the kind of the template we are also going to follow for our portfolio I know, like, you're not talking to stakeholders, you know, you don't have to, you may not have uh, like a lot of data and petabytes, but this, this will be kind of helpful for us to when we are creating our, so what is scope, uh, scoping the project here, this is where you have to decide what, what are you planning to do? Like, what is your goal for the project? um uh, what do you want to showcase um you know what uh, like for example in my project what i've done is i've taken the u.s immigration data the demographics of the u.s immigration data and the temperature data sets and i'm trying to answer the question um what kind uh, of demographic statics to which immigrants move to u.s cities of u.s cities the immigrants are moving to or like are they moving to warmer or Cooler weather, you know. These are these are the two questions that I'm trying to answer with my uh, table uh, tables so or with my with my project. Right? That's so. What I need to do is now. Okay, this is uh, either you can either see the data. Sometimes you can. Um, there's actually also a medium link that um, Mansi will share towards the end, uh, which is uh, where I have shared a few ideas on data engineering projects um, and all the all of the places where you can actually go and get free data, which helped me. So uh, you can all actually see through. Look through all the data for example like airline safety and weather data right so like if the weather is bad is airline is all airlines safe to travel those are some of the project project ideas that you can look at so um crime data you can look at crime data and say crime and property data and say oh, okay so if high, so if we know these are questions that can be answered like yeah high crime data you're not going to go live there right but uh with you can prove this with data right um uh, that those are some of the data engineering project ideas that you can work with but first you need to write down your goal for the project uh your like a business requirements like in companies they have business requirements write those as business requirement for your project so these are the requirements i'm writing so that at the end of the project you can actually compare uh you can answer these questions using your data and that's very important you need to go uh, you know go you need to turn the full circle and come back to answering these questions that's when your project is actually successful uh, so you need to build it in such a way that you're doing that. And then there are different types of ways that you can create a project. One, you can create it as like data warehouse, where people can, uh, you, where you're taking the raw data, cleaning, cleaning the data up, putting it in a different tables, and storing it in a data warehouse. And then people, can, uh, so the data analysts can go and gather the data and use it. Or you can build it as a data analytics table. So my idea was to just build it out as a data analytics table, and that's what I'm doing here. So now I've done, have scoped the data and I've gathered the data. So these are all the data sets that I gathered. Then I will, I will show you my GitHub. Um, I'll, I'll go and assess the data. Let me give me one second. I'll, um, it may be all over the place, but I have followed this. Uh, and here, so what I'm done. Uh, what I have done is I have gone over the immigration data. My immigration data set was my largest data set. It had more than a million, 3 million rows. Like if you can see here, um, it's always good to have one data set as as more than one million rows uh, to showcase that you can handle big data. Like also for like portfolio project, one thing I wanted to add is when you're working through these projects, what ha- when you're working through a portfolio project, you can actually answer the question when they ask you uh, when they ask you behavioral round when they ask you a question like, have you worked on a project that has been very difficult for you, um, or the challenges you faced in the project. So if you have not worked on a data engineering project and you're working on this portfolio project and you face these issues with using high um, like high volume data, you're like, yeah, this is the issue I faced. I had this high volume data. This was raw data, uh, which I had to clean up. And uh, that helped me learn uh, further on how to clean up data. And that was very useful to me. You know, you can answer those questions, so this will help. So um, this is one of the things I said to my interviewer. Um, so in this, like, and there are like a lot of columns. If you see this immigration data set, was huge and lots of unnecessary columns. Uh, sometimes it's like I didn't want the occupation. This was also a, na- uh, a null field, so I'm um, like I don't want the occupation. Um, you know, you can draw uh, when you uh, that that'll be in when you're defining the data. A model, but now you're exploring and you're like, okay, there are so many rows, do we need all this? Now you need to go and find out also what these mean. Sometimes they have data dictionaries, sometimes they don't have uh, data dictionaries. So you're like, okay, you need to go find this out. So this is where you explore the data. And then you you can find out like how many nulls are there. So if you see there are so many nulls, right? And you can also decide whether, what do you need to do with the nulls? Do you want to delete it? Like, do you not want to delete it? Like I chose not to delete it because the, if you see the CICID. Which is the primary key uh, which is the key for every immigrant that has come in with this data set it's not null so that's why i chose to keep all of the others and if they were not useful i just drop the column i dropped the column when i was creating the table the the tables for my analytics table right so um, so you take a look at that and you know you explore the data I'll come to this, then you explore all the different three. I have three, and I explore them. Let me. I will go over them. Uh, one thing I actually wanted to mention, which has helped me, where I learned some when I was reading something, I read, try and try choosing non data datasets. There are many different uh, datasets available, public datasets. Um, they'll, they will may be maybe difficult to work with because they are just public datasets available. Um, so that's actually challenging. It will not be clean, but usually most of the Kaggle datasets, one, it's used all the time. Two, it's mostly clean so you're just like and so you may not be able to impress the interviewer especially if the interviewer is very really, very really technical and has worked on kegel before they're like oh kegel data set you know maybe like that but if you work on public data sets at least one you know data set which is public you know and then you have struggled with it it's one you learn uh, that's my personal opinion one you learn a lot when you struggle with something and two it's you can actually showcase that hey i have the ability to um work on my own work on a data set that is i'm a self-starter self-motivated person you know all the strengths that we need to talk about uh, so that will help so that's one thing i wanted to share um so once so you explore and assess the data now this is where most of the time will be spent in defining your data model so what is a data model data model is where you You design your data now. I have all these tables, and these are the tables that I have. Um, These are the requirements that I want to fulfill. Okay, and there are also requirements for a data set. For example, like joins and expenses. So you need to make sure that uh, even companies, you you need to make sure that uh, the end person that is looking at your data, or even it may be you too, that you're not doing too many joins. Um, Whenever there's whenever there's a join, it's actually taking up a lot of uh, performance. uh, time like if a smaller company maybe more issue than a larger company larger companies may have the bandwidth but you should always be careful of the performance issue so it should always be so those are performance issues integrity issues those are like the three things that you have to think about so you have your data set now you need to like Figure out how you're going to answer the question, and how are you going to make sure that you are following the database integrity rules? That's when, uh, that's what you do here. You're defining the model. So when I looked at all of my three data sets, I was like, okay, I'm going to have to do something with it. Right? Um, let me split it into fact and dimensional tables. Now this is very important. To know as a data engineer, you need to have like a fact table and a dimensional table. Fact table is basically contains the facts, as the name says uh fact contains more of the statistics more of the numbers and also the primary keys to other data sets so if you see over here you have primary keys to other data sets and more of the facts of the uh, the immigration so this is mostly concentrating on the immigration so the fact of the immigration here I will, i'll skip visa because visa is usually a personal information but here in this in this particular table visa will be a fact because i'm looking at the immigration so what kind of visa people with what kind of visa are coming into the u.s right so that information can can be found out from the fact table that will be a fact now what is the dimension table dimensional table contains the characteristics right so your age your gender if the personal dimension table, your age your gender your address the city you're coming from the state you know and it, the dimension of temperature would be like how hot it is how cold it is for a particular day and your latitude longitude all that will be the dimension table so um that's what is de fact and a dimensional table is uh, is and here i've chosen star schema one because uh, my da- my data set is very small usually in companies you can use a snowflake schema when you have larger joins and um larger data sets and many different questions business questions to answer right so you you have snowflake schema snowflake schema is nothing but different star schemas attached through one table that's like and then you have it's like a snowflake you have one star table different star tables and they're connected uh, through another fact table you know so multiply this with another fact table that's a snowflake schema but here i used something called a star schema it's named such because it looks like a star you know uh, but and then snowflake schema because it looks like snowflakes um, these two are very important and then you have to like work through the different models like conceptual model conceptual model uh, is where you are actually designing all this out uh, all your primary keys, your foreign keys. Um, um, you know you're keeping your atomicity rules, atomic atomicity rules, all that. Uh, you're de- deciding that in conceptual lo- uh, phase. Then there is a different phase called logical phase and physical phase. The so logical phase, you're doing all of the logic behind all of the table jo- uh, tables um and then you physically do it now this is where i'm physically doing it so if you see here i'm actually creating as a data frame which i'll convert into table later on uh here i'm just creating as, as a um in you you know your production code will not be a, a notebook it will be in like a python code on your airflow DAG pipeline so but here i'm just creating it as um different data frames and i'm splitting it out i'm taking only the columns that i've decided over here necessary columns i've decided over here putting that in here you know and exploring the data here now okay so i've done that for all the three and that's what you do in the data model i hope i'm sticking to time that i do that there then uh, then you run the ETL pipeline. Um, basically um, all of this, you put it into functions here, like how I created over here. You create into functions so that you can just send it in um, and put it into like the pipeline, the airflow pipeline. Usually most of the time companies have pipeline, but if you are doing your own portfolio project and you're not doing anything like airflow, you will just have it as your own function here in the, in a the notebook or wherever you're working on. So you're, so you're modernizing the function, the cleaning steps, you're creating the fact and dimensional tables, you're doing the data quality checks here, um, and then you're creating the data dictionary, all that is happening here in this the model, then you deploy it. You either deploy it on a free dashboard that's available through uh, Tableau, or um, you can deploy just on GitHub like I, how I have done now uh this is the basic so this shows that you know data engineering you know how to deal with data this this will help you create a basic uh capstone project now how can you s- may showcase your skills to stand out how can you get make this better is through this so one data quality i know i said you need to have data quality but explaining or emphasizing on data quality is very important like, basically like this the data have certain size data quality is actually important even when you go to into companies because when you have when they give you a pipeline or they um, when a dashboard is given to you to um, take care of you need to make sure that the data that you have over there is quality data right so the, the is the data of a certain size is it of uh, is like free of l like, the small, there'll be others, but like margin is small. Um, the data is, arrives on time. So they should, when you when they open up the dashboard and top management opens up the dashboard, it shouldn't take too long. It shouldn't be in the circle for too long. So, you know, you should make sure of that. Why is it taking too long, you know? And then you should have your pipelines running on a particular schedule. Data must not contain any sensitive information. That's very important. And if you have sensitive information, I know you'll have to go through a lot of stuff to make sure of that. And my uh, data quality uh, details also here a look at it so i was doing because this is my the public data and this was like my thing the only things most of the things i checked was integrity constraints basically are the primary primary keys should never be null so i need to make sure my primary keys were never null and um So that's something I'm checking I'm making sure all the scripts run, uh, all my tables are filled. My table shouldn't be empty, right? So I created fact table, dimensional table, all of the tables I'm checking to make sure it's not empty. And then uh, uh, making sure the completeness of my, so whatever I created uh, and the define the data model stage, it's all complete. Uh, So that's the check I'm doing. And these are some of the checks that you can do too, but make sure that when you want your project to stand out, you are showcasing that you know what data quality is and you can handle quality data okay and then we have apache spark here or you can also use apache spark to um, uh, to do the data wrangling it's a new language uh, but it's easy to learn it's same as python pandas uh, the same thing you can you see if you see the uh, syntax to to be like almost the same you just have to do you call in functions to do that so you can do it for a few like for my immigration table this is my immigration table spark session um, that i have created um, you can use Spark, Apache Spark, and DAG. So DAG is basically your data pipeline, so your series to um, uh, to create your ETL steps, and DAG helps automate those steps. Air- Apache Airflow helps automate the steps. So if you see over here, you can create a different, like clean the pipeline, create your tables, um, you know, all this as like a DAG um or your workflows or different functions and then put it into airflow and they'll run it automatically for you at a schedule that you say. maybe daily night at 11 59 go into the raw data take take the raw data clean it up make sure it's clean um create the uh, fact and dimension tables now once you have done this it'll just go and update it every time um so you will not have to run again and again creating the whole thing from scratch so just keep updating it so that is also something you can tell the airflow tag um and that's what Apache Airflow is, right, okay. And I have that there and cloud de- de- deployment, doing it on cloud, uh, uh, it'd be great. If you can find one Amazon uh, uh, free, the, everything has a free tier or a student tier. You can try using that depending on what you like. Uh, you can choose the three. I like Amazon personally, so I usually use my AWS. Thank you for listening to the Women Who Code podcast. To find out more about our mission, and the work we do across the tech industry, visit our website, womenwhocode.com. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at womenwhocode. Be sure to check out our YouTube channel with hundreds of hours of free educational videos. Just go to youtube.com backslash womenwhocode. Thanks again for listening and remember, to subscribe, rate, and comment